Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. We have a special guest this week. It's, uh, it's Tom Holland. Tom, would you like to say something? Oi! I'm Tom. I'm here to talk about Uncharted. Got a little bit Australian at the end. I was going to say that was not the most British accent I've heard, but I'm not going to question you, Tom. Well, I feel like Tom Holland, our special guest, Tom, has spent so much time in America now, his British accent is sort of a hybrid. Yeah. That's why it's bad, okay, you guys? Yeah. That's yeah. why it's bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, you are you leaving, Tom? Is that the end of your appearance on our episode? Yeah, all right. It was good to see everybody. Gotta go. Be with my girlfriend, Zendaya. Wow. You really just had to flex on us, huh, Tom? That was pretty convincing, though. I mean, that was really, that was Tom Holland, I mean. Yeah, he it didn't wasn't have to convinc- convince us yeah. of anything because that was him. Yeah, of course, and he'll, you know, he'll certainly be cross-promoting this with us. So, hello, Tom Holland fans. Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, since Tom has left us and we finally have time, just Andrew and Kelly. That sounded wrong. I Just Kelly and Andrew. It sounds wrong backwards. That's weird. Just. Yeah. Well, do you want to get into the news, Kelly? I do. I do want to get into the news. And our first piece of news this week is that the PSVR 2 headset was revealed. This is the follow-up to the PSVR, as you can probably surmise by the 2 in the name. <laughs> um, and yeah, they just revealed the headset. Uh, it's a VR headset, pretty standard. Not a whole lot going on here, folks. It kind of <laughs> looks like the Oculus Quest 2 and the first PSVR like got a hotel room together and then eight months later this came about. They oh wow. They um <laughs> <laughs> honestly to me, all VR headsets sort of look the same except for the one the cardboard one. The Nintendo it's cardboard one. Or the yeah. Google one. Uh, the Google. Well, they're both cardboard, so <laughs> maybe they don't so. actually stand out as much as I think they do. <laughs> that I didn't know which cardboard one you meant. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, so Oculus Quest 2 is my primary way of playing VR. And by primary, I mean only. Um, but I've tried the PlayStation VR before. And like resolution-wise and performance-wise, the first VR headset is is pretty bad now. Um because it's working off PS4 infrastructure, which is not really good enough for VR. Um, but it is the most comfortable VR headset because that weird like halo that goes around your head, like kind of lopsided, is really good at taking all of the weight off of the front of your face. So it's much easier to forget it's on you. I think that's my biggest disappointment with the wire is like if they got rid of the wire and had this headset design, this would actually just like fade away. You wouldn't know it was there. Um, and it's also lighter, they said, than the first VR headset, which blows my mind because the first one was not heavy. 
And it also looks very like PS5. Like it'll look natural yeah. next to a PS5. I, yeah. I'm only disappointed because I was kind of hoping when we finally saw this, we also got definitive news about price, release date, maybe games. But they just sort of dropped this on us. And they redesigned the DualSense VR controllers, but like they just painted some of it white. It's not any different than last time we saw it. It's just a little white. What are your thoughts, Kelly? Are you going to get one of these? No. No? VR. Andrew knows this. I get motion sickness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't see IMAX movies because of it. Uh, so VR, I can't play for very long. It makes me sick in my tummy. So I will not be purchasing a $500 piece of equipment or $200 or $300. Whatever the price point ends up being, I can't. It's well, Kelly, not good for my brain. It has it has a vent, you know. A vented Among Us. Yeah, there's a little S- Among Us sus- guy in there that sucks the fog out and spits it out Aww, the top. That's cute. He's yeah, like, no. um, he's, he's like kind of like Kirby. Yeah, except it's not like it's just a little hole, I think. Oh well, that's not cute then. Yeah. Do you know what is cute? What? Ryu from Street Fighter. Okay. Big you man. You know what? I'm with you based on that teaser trailer. Yeah. We got a teaser trailer for none other than Street Fighter 6. Immediately after our last episode, Capcom dropped this little countdown. It was almost a week long leading up to an unknown announcement. Lots of people are speculating that it could have been like something Resident Evil, something Street Fighter, and... As you are now hearing, it ended up being Street Fighter Six. There was very little information. It was a 30-second teaser that ended with a promise of more information coming this summer. It is supremely high fidelity. I was kind of shocked because Street Fighter takes a pretty stylized approach usually, and this is still stylized. There's definitely a lot of like deliberate style choices here, but also there's a lot of really realistic sweat and flexing muscles that you can see flex under the skin and also Ryu has a beard he does he looks great he's very he's glistening he's he, rippling he's really glowing uh, they did this this they did this for us yes and i will say i feel like when they announced luke for street fighter 5 cuz we talked about that on the show only because they were like this is a tease for street fighter 6 probably and then I was like, I really like him. And then you're like, his hair looks like spaghetti. And I was like, yeah, it does look kind of weird, I guess. He's in this teaser. It's just Luke and Ryu. His hair don't look like spaghetti. His hair just looks good. It looks like hair. Yeah. And not a bunch of erect spaghetti. He, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he, looks like, um, he looks like he would be going on a road trip with four of his buddies who are... Um, and one of them is like the prince of the kingdom, and he they does have not look like Prompto. <laughs> he looks blonde. You are, you are video game blonde racist, Kelly. No, no. Is every blonde in a video game just Prompto? No. Well, then why but is if he's he prom- a if he's a happy looking fellow and he's blonde and his hair is sort of goes upwards to me 
His arms are Prompto. four times thicker than Prompto's torso. All Prompto had to do to be on that level is to get is to get to the gym, is to get those forty gains. hours a day. Well, he could do that. They've got anyway. magic and stuff in the Final Fantasy world. Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Um, I do like the glistening and the rippling. I do. I think that's important when I'm looking at a video game. Um, things need to glisten, and they need uh, to ripple, and they need to flex. Yeah, and also, I hate the logo. It looks like um, the old Warner Brothers logo. It looks, yeah. It I don't. Street Fighter has had the same logo since like the '90s, and that's okay. You know, it's real iconic. It just seems like a silly, a silly change to make at this point. It's a bad logo. I don't like it. It just removes all the icona iconography of the the series history. Yeah, it's a bit ugly. Like the Street Fighter YouTube channel, because I'm watching this trailer on YouTube, as you may surmise, and the the logo for the Street Fighter channel is still the old logo, and it's like, oh yes, the Street Fighter logo that you can instantly recognize. I don't know, but that is a good thing. The fact that the only like negative thing that I've heard in the discourse about this is the logo. Everybody seems pretty excited about the art style and about the prospect of a new game. And I'm assuming this is made with the RE engine that makes Resident Evil and Devil May Cry. So like, it's going to be pretty if that is the case. Yes. I'm sorry. You know what else? I'm, wait, no, no. Can you wait? No, I want to hear that noise again. Can you? It's a hiccup. It was. I'm drinking one. water. You can tell me what else, whatever you're gonna say next. But I was just excited <laughs> by the hiccup. Um, you know what else is pretty? Me. Baldur's Gate Three. Oh, okay. A game that Kelly thoroughly enjoys. Unlike her co-host, because um, she doesn't thoroughly, she doesn't like me. She hates me. <laughs> she, thinks, she thinks I'm ugly and stupid about video games. Tell me about Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3. Um, so it came out in October 2020 as like early access. We've talked about it on the show because I it was one of the games that I played um, a few months ago. A few weeks ago, I guess. Um, and they just announced that this is going to be the last full year of development. Um, I think everybody was sort of expecting a 2023 release date, which is what it aims to be trying to hit, which is interesting because I, to incorporate another game that I love, um, Dragon Age 4 is also supposed to have a 2023 release date. So Kelly's going to have a crazy 2023. She is going to just be inundated with uh, happiness. <laughs> sure. And dragons. Um, and dragons. But yes, there was also a big patch for Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, patch seven. There's a new class you can play as a barbarian. Ooh! Finally, which is a big deal because with each, well, maybe not each patch, but patch five added druids, which was a big deal. I played as a tiefling druid my first playthrough, and I'm still the most attached to her because she's purple. Wow. Um. Sorry, my cat just walked into the room. <gasps> we have an invader, and, it really... and it's not Tom Holland. And it was really scary. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Sorry, she's really cute. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this is good news. Um, it's been a game that's been in early access for almost two years now. Um, I don't know. I It's a really big game. There's a lot of details. There seems to be a lot of things that need to get covered. So I am glad that they're, A, doing it all, but also, B, taking their time with it. Um, so it's not, you know, they don't be fall victim to... Uh, the crunch culture that I think video games so often do fall. Video game the, studios. This is definitely the most positive way to say our game is not coming out this year. Yeah. Which is fine. It's just funny that like this is basically just a, a roundabout way of saying 2023 release date. Right. The wording is very like it's going to be the last year of development. So it's like, do you mean like <laughs> like see you in December or do you mean like see you in December of next year? <laughs> do you December. mean see us in December or see us in December? Right. Um, I'm excited though. I mean, you can play the game now and you could play it for 12, 15, 20 hours. So I'm not really like itching to play it right this second because I can and I've there's already a lot to play. So do you know what I'm itching to play? What? My much used, very wonderful console, my Nintendo Wii U. <coughs> so I know you're coughing because your throat needs coughs, but it is funny that I said I wanted to play my Wii U, and then you coughed and punched your microphone. <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going through it right now. Yeah. Kelly is, she's having, <laughs> <laughs> she's having a rough go of it. Um, uh, anyway, uh, do you agree I with love me? my Nintendo Wii U console that I play and that I own. <laughs> well, kidding. I have horrible news for us as two huge Wii U heads. No. As of late March 2023, a little over a year from now, Nintendo will be pulling down the Wii U and arguably bigger Nintendo 3D 3D offs 3DS <laughs> eShops. This means that you will lose access to all Wii U and 3DS digital exclusives. This means you will lose access to the Nintendo Wii U virtual console. Means you will lose access to a lot of different Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, NES and other classic games. So if this is going to affect you, if you think you need these things, run, go grab a Wii U and download these before March of 2023. Actually, I think you should probably <laughs> hurry because the last you can add funds from a from a credit card is actually May of this year, which I feel like is kind of the underlying thing of this. It's like, yes, technically you can get it till March of 2023, but I doubt many people are going to be loading up their credit cards into their Wii U's so that they can get things until March. Yeah, this is a little bit peculiar. I think this is just another one of those things that's very much like, I don't know, Nintendo's just very 
very... It has an iron grip on its gains. You know what I mean? There's yeah. just no... There's just no way around it. They're very, very much like... Nobody touch. Nobody pirate. Nobody do anything. Or we're <laughs> about to lose it. And then yeah. they do lose it. And then their approach is, all right, we're taking our iron, iron grip and grabbing all these classic games and placing them in a trash compactor. It's like, why don't you just give them to us? No. No. They're ours. Well, yes, we're willing to pay you for them. No. No. This is bad. It's like, it's a combination of like, who cares? You know, how many people are getting Wii U's and downloading things on them now? Bigger deal for the 3DS, but still the arguments are kind of like, it's easy to just fall back on the, like the who cares argument. Like who's this going to affect? But it's just, it's just anti-game preservation. These are video games that people cannot access otherwise without paying either out the wazoo for physical copies because physical games are apparently getting more and more expensive every day because why not? And some of these games are also digital exclusive. It's just messy and I don't think that they handled it very well. So we'll see what we'll see how people are feeling in March of 2023 when we're playing the bugles for them for those eShops. Yeah. If you ever want to play Fire Emblem Fates Awake uh um uh Revelations. <gasps> I didn't think about that one. Go right now. Wow. Go! Well, cuz you could also technically that one's going to be crazy expensive. There's a special collector's edition cart that's all three games on one cartridge. That one's probably just massively price hiked. What a yeah. terrifying concept. Yeah, thanks Nintendo. It's good for the game economy. Well, I'm not sure that a lot of people are playing Fire Emblem Fates, but I'm still sad. That... I am. Are you? Just kidding. I was going to no, say. If I went back to my 3DS, I'm going to be honest, I'd play Awakening or Revelations. Is that the one? Wait. Yeah, that's the one you can only get. No, I meant um, uh, Fire Emblem, uh, oh, blah, oh. blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shadows Sh of Valentia. No. But what's its subtitle? That's it. Yeah, but it's Fire Emblem something Shadows of Valentia. And I feel it. I don't. I think it's just Fire Emblem. Oh, Echoes. 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 Like perhaps the way. Yeah. You might echo location with a whale under the ocean thanks everybody for, for listening to this episode of <laughs> <laughs> um because bioshock takes place under the ocean <gasps> the first two at least somewhere beyond the sea <laughs> sorry my cat just made a very loud noise um anyway uh by uh uh, uh, Netflix. To, ne <laughs> uh, let's roll that. Let's roll that back. Roll that back. Roll that back. Let's go again. Um, Netflix is going to be producing a Bioshock movie for its platform. Um, 
this was announced in a tweet and that they will be making a live action adaptation of Bioshock. That's pretty much all we've got. There's nothing else really. Uh, there's no other like news about this. They don't even have anybody to direct or write yet other than the original um, 2K Are you excited? studio and take two. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. It seems, really seems like a bad movie, movie adaptation idea. I think, I think, I think that I, <laughs> I think I hate it. Yeah. I don't think this game ever needed to be a movie. I think that it'll probably be hokey and dumb. And I think that it will probably spurn a whole new era of discourse that I just don't want to hear. No. Um, because the original games, I feel like, and not to get political, but Do I it. feel like the world has changed a lot. It, the original game came out in 2007. The world has changed a lot, especially in terms of how we communicate political ideas with one another. What, badly? <laughs> uh, communicate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just feel like mm, there might be a lot of gross misinterpretation of the story of the first game, even more so than there originally was in 2007. Much like with Bioshock Infinite, there was a lot of gross, misrepresenta gross misinterpretation of the themes of the game and the story. And also the discourse has gotten really really bad yeah well good <laughs> news isn't that exciting that it gets to rear its beautiful head yet again presumably in the next like two years or so yeah no i am um big fan of bioshock i love the first game uh, i like infinite a lot i think it's very flawed the first game i don't think is flawed <laughs> like first game no, it's no the first flawless. game's pretty it's very good i think the first game has more merit than infinite on like a might base I, level i agree but might i also say and i don't want to spoil the game it can be a light spoiler i think that's okay for but a it's big a 13 year old 15 year old game yeah a big story beat hinges on the idea that you as the player are in control you are not making, I mean, you are making the choices, but are you? Yeah. It's a big commentary on player agency, ultimately. And it's like, how are you going to translate that into a, a medium where the viewer has no control over what's happening? You can't. You're not. It's going to be dumb. I'm angry about it. I think Bioshock's main crux, uh, wait, crux is a good thing, right? Crux is like, the best part is like the main intersection like the big yeah okay then yeah the main crux of bioshock from 2007 is a commentary on player agency so if you remove agency and make it something that you're just watching is it even a commentary anymore do you know a game that has no discourse around it kelly and never <laughs> has especially yes. its sequel um no <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the Last of Us, which is getting an HBO series, as we've much discussed on the show. I think we have a far more positive outlook on that than we do on that previously mentioned Bioshock movie. Sadly, it has been confirmed now that it is pushed to 2023. Wah, wah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, it's just kind of sad. There's not much to say. It's not surprising, I don't think, considering... We've seen very little of this game, and it's been forever. 
since we've known about it and we've I don't know I feel like we keep just getting production updates and not actual updates so yeah it's probably for the best make it as good as possible but does this disappoint you I don't know if I'm disappointed I kind of was expecting like late 2022 but honestly I'm not super disappointed the only thing that kind of concern I don't know if concern is the right word but it's like sometimes the child actors they really really age very quickly yeah when there's lots of time in between seasons which maybe is the point uh, if they're ever going to continue this series because HBO is always like, oh, it's a mini series. I bring it back. Just kidding. Here's another season. <laughs> like if they um, remake or if they did a sequel in the vein of Last of Us 2, that it would make sense to take a large gay break before starting. Right. Right. So um, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. I love Pedro Pascal, but I can wait a year to see him. It's yeah. not a big deal. Meh. Sounds like it does a big deal, actually. Or you could just watch The Mandalorian, I guess. Oh, spoiler. Is that a Kidding. spoiler? He's in the cast He's list, the right? Yeah, I was going to say, don't you know that from the very start? <laughs> so don't worry. There's more news about TV and movies than there is video games this week. A lot more. Um, Because the Halo games, I mean, the Halo series has <laughs> been renewed for a second season. Yeah, that's. I'm really excited about that considering how fantastic the first season is so far right yeah you know i love it i've been watching it on my paramount plus yeah it's totally out something we can watch now um yeah i I don't get this i don't understand especially for a show like it makes sense for big shows like euphor like euphoria just to use an example that's at the top of my head right now because it's out um it's like it was renewed for season three like two or three episodes into the newest season um, because it's very popular. It makes a lot of money. Um, but that's interestingly different. enough, that's... this show is not out yet. Yeah. And also that's like so, the second season that proved itself already. This is right. not even, a, we haven't even seen one episode of this show ever. Right. Um, I think it, this is not, I, I don't get it. I don't understand how that's possible, but you know what? More power to them. Uh, good luck, creators, with whatever you're doing. Um, I don't, I don't vibe with it, and I don't like it, and I don't like looking at it because I think it looks cheap. But I'm really happy for you that you're having a good time <laughs> and that you got a second season, even though the first one hasn't even started. I think that's really cool. <laughs> I like in life when I don't have to do anything and I don't have to prove myself and I don't have to do work, and good things happen. Yeah, it should always be like that. I agree for everybody. Yeah. Especially in video games and the industry around it. Yeah. Hopefully this does mean that, like, they've done screen tests and stuff and people love the show. Because I can't think of another reason why, but unless they're just kind of dumb, which Paramount Plus kind of seems dumb. (laughs) But, you know, one thing they're not dumb about? What? A certain red echidna voiced by a certain Elba. Oh. So first of all, Sonic 3, a film, not the video game, is now confirmed to be in development. We Again, we have not seen Sonic 2, but this is kind of like the Euphoria versus Halo argument. The first film was such a success, and like realistically, the second movie is not going to be worse than that unless they really mess things up. So it makes sense to just go ahead and get the third movie started, because let's be honest, it's going to have like a, 
a probably a post credit scene with like maybe a certain Shadow the Hedgehog. <gasps> Voiced by Daniel DeVito. <laughs> I hope so. Thoughts? Thoughts? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, but along with the announcement of the third movie, they also confirmed that next year coming to Paramount Plus is a Knuckles TV series starring Idris Elba. Cute idea. Very cute idea. I know we've only seen <sighs> Knuckles say one line of dialogue, but I, I'm on board. <laughs> I will watch if Rouge the Bat is in it. Not otherwise, um, though? No. Okay. She, to me, she is the most important part of the Sonic series. Or or Tikal, who um, is kind of a deep cut character. She's in Sonic Adventure 2. And she's an, also an echidna. Um, but she's like cream she's like cream orange colored. But I thought she was um, in, is she in two or one. Maybe she was in one, I can't remember. Maybe she was in both. Probably, because I've only played one and I remember her. But she's one of Knuckles' ancestors. Um, I'm trying to think of who else is relevant in Knuckles' life. Big. I guess Sonic. Actually, I don't think Big and Knuckles are really that close. I think they should make Big the Cat a main character in the Knuckles television series. You're right. Actually, Big by Danny DeVito as well. <laughs> Actually, Big the Cat is um an ex of Knuckles. They dated for a time. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry, I forgot. That's in the com- if you read the comics. That's in the comics. Sh- sure. Okay. And the Disney XD show, or no? What was it called? Oh, I can't remember. What? There was like um a like a kids network. It was on like public broadcasting. Four kids TV, or no? It Jet- wasn't four kids. Jetix. Jetix. That was it. There's a little silver guy, right? Yeah. How'd you find that? I looked up Sonic X and then network that it aired on. Oh my gosh. It was on yes. four kids as well. Yes. Yes. What were we talking about? What was the news? Is there video game news? Where uh, you know what's crazy? There is not video game news. That is his, that's actually hysterical. <laughs> this is not a meme. I f- forgot we were done with the video game news many minutes ago. Uh yes. We are now uh, we're still talking about movies and TV shows, if you can believe it. Um, the Uncharted movie, which came out on Thursday of last week, Thursday night, um, it busted past. Do you like how I worded that? It busted past. No, no. Why'd you say that? Okay, okay, okay. okay. It surpassed $100 million in its opening weekend. Yeah, that's better. Um, they said it. Sony was like, this is a great success for us. And this franchise, I said, franchise, huh? Um, which I guess was made clear to us all after watching the movie. Uh, I didn't realize they were going to make more before I watched it. But then I watched it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to make more movies. <laughs> yeah. More Uncharted movies starring Tom Holland and Marky Mark Wahlberg. Do you want to use Marcus, that? Marcus Wahlberg. <laughs> Marcus Warkus? Marcus Marcus. Do you want to use that as a means of diving straight into our discussion? Because you and I saw in theaters, Kelly and I took the time to go to a theater for you guys 
so that we could tell you about the Uncharted movie, a film I'll say right off the bat, I don't recommend seeing. Um, so anyway, I got a clubhouse sandwich before. The fries <laughs> were really good. The sandwich was a little crispy. Uh, what did you get, Kelly? I did say on the last episode I would that we would review our dinner. You guys, I got baked brie. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, it was quite disappointing. The, let me just say this one thing. The strawberries that they gave me with the baked brie were just the best strawberries I've ever seen in my life. If your strawberries look like those strawberries in February, you're doing something right because it's it was those were beautiful. But the the brie itself was okay. It wasn't super melty, which when I'm eating like a baked cheese, I like the, it to be like crispy on the outside and then really melty on the inside. Yeah. It's like the same concept as a grilled cheese, you know? It's like crust and bread and then melty cheese. And the um the bread that they gave me to eat the cheese with was was seasoned in such a way that it was quite savory, uh, peppery, olive oily, and then the little <laughs> fixins they gave me were all really sweet. Like, th- it doesn't work both ways, you guys. It doesn't work like this. Yeah, I can't do, I can't do, honey on cheese on salt, pepper, and olive oil. Yeah. Um. It was. I mean, I. It was okay though. Bad and movie, I had mashed though. potatoes. Oh. Bad movie. Oh, yeah. Though, yeah. And the movie, I had popcorn at the movie. That was really good. Oh, yeah. I I stole, or not stole, I snuck in two, two cans of Mountain Dew to hype myself up because I thought maybe I'd have fun with this movie and that would help. It didn't hype me up. It just kept me awake through the horrible parts. You would be amazed. I'm going to just go in with my thoughts. Do it. I really... Like, when I first started watching this movie, I was like, this movie's going to bomb. It's going to suck. It's not going to be good. I watched, like, the first hour, and I was like, wow, maybe maybe they can really pull this off. Maybe this will be, like, a good movie. I mean, maybe not good, but maybe this will be, like, a fun popcorn movie. Um, And then, like, the second hour came around, and I was like, ooh. It just... Any goodwill that it had earned, I felt like it had lost by being really stupid. <laughs> the, just... the latter half was not, and this will not be a linear review, clearly, because we're talking about the ending already. The last half, specifically, the last like 20 to 30 minutes, was really just just stupid. And not like fun, goofy, dumb, just stupid. It was... Yeah completely like ridiculous pacing the action went beyond any semblance of realism to an un- unenjoyable degree like yes the games are not the most physically realistic things in the world but this just did things that were so dumb looking that it looked dumber than every scene from the video games um i made a funny joke kelly there was a scene that is in the poster and the trailer, so this is not a spoiler, but the Uncharted 3 plane scene is essentially in this movie in a less f- interesting way, but it is in the movie. And it was just CG. Like, it was very obvious to, I would say, probably to most people that it was not Tom Holland. It was a 
computer-generated 3D model of Tom Holland, <laughs> and it didn't look good. And I leaned over and I said, I wonder if that was a reference to the, like the PlayStation 3 trilogy, because like those were PlayStation 3 graphics, which is really cool, because it was ugly. And I went, ha, 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 ha. It was pretty bad. It was rough. That whole scene. I mean, this is a thing that I think Tom Holland is going to have to work through now for a long time. Is that a lot of... He brings a lot of Spider-Man energy to this character. Yeah. Um, And it just doesn't work for me. Some of the quips, like the very first quip in the movie, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's very much like, oopsie. It's like, oh, sorry, I hit you, man. That wasn't my fault. It was like, that man just died. He's <laughs> dead. That is a dead person. And you're like, tee Oops. It's like, it was. it's the same thing that happens with Marvel movies. They're like tearing building downs, buildings down. Jeez, I can't talk. They're like tearing buildings down and just destroying cities. And they're like, uh, got one up on you. It's like, People are dying. <laughs> it's just like, I don't think it's that funny. And it really, it gets really old. Did you like Mark Wahlberg in this movie? Uh, No, no, I don't like Mark Wahlberg. No, like that is just a fundamental feeling in my heart, in my brain, in my bones. Uh, he really bothers me. Um, I think he is also not a good person uh, for reasons that I won't get into on this podcast. But uh, he also was not good as Sully. <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't Sully. Like, obviously, right. when you adapt something, you can change it a little bit. But you kind of have to carry the energy of those characters. Is there any one moment where Mark Wahlberg was anything like Sully from the Uncharted video games in any capacity? Um, I don't want to say. How about when this is a spoiler for a joke? So if if you are very sensitive to spoilers, plug your ears or just hit the like forward 15 seconds. Sully had a Tinder. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it was like a gag, but like they just said it. And I was like, Sully's just an old man. But this is not what this is not Sully. This is Mark Wahlberg as an adventure guy. Yeah, he was just a little too young, I think. And and maybe they just didn't want to hedge their bets on an older actor because could die. maybe older actors don't want to do all that, but it's like, I don't know. But he didn't do action. There was one, I feel like there was like one scene where Mark Wahlberg actually partook in real action because there was one fight with him. But if you think about it, the rest of the movie, he's just next to action at all points. Yeah. And I feel like that's, it would make sense for an old guy. Like it makes sense when Sully doesn't take place in every bit of action. Cause he's 14,000 years old or something, but no mustache. Doesn't talk like Sully doesn't smoke cigars. Also the thing we laughed at most in this movie, uh, was not a joke. It was that for the first, I would say 20 minutes of the movie, I couldn't understand a single word Mark Wahlberg said. Not like, oh, the audio mixing bad. Like, he mumbled everything. <laughs> and I had to lean over thought, multiple times and say, what did he just say? And you didn't help me because you didn't know. 
He li- he thought he was still in The Departed. <laughs> He's like, I mean, I would have been Boston. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying, but I know that you're Mark Wahlberg, and that's that's all I need to know. <laughs> there were just so like as a video game movie, I'm gonna go ahead and get some some video game comparisons out. This movie had a really weird amount of Uncharted 4 in it. Like, yeah. both in scenes and, like, set pieces, as well as in, like, characters. They talked about Sam, Nathan's brother, so much. And we did not know who Sam was until the fourth Uncharted game. Sam always kind of felt like a weird late addition. And this movie was just acting like he's always been a major part of of the of the lore of the games but he's not and it felt weird and almost like a forced motivation for nathan as though we don't we don't really need a motivation for nathan he's just an explorer that's what he does yeah i i felt like and i and i expressed this criticism but i i feel like they really just wanted to make another uncharted game oh yeah but they were like, oh, ooh, we can't really do that without Nathan. Like they tested the waters with Lost Legacy. <clears throat> and then they were like, oh, we can't do this without Nathan. Even though Lost Legacy wasn't bad. No, it was quite good, but it's not the same. Right. So they were like, oh, what are we going to do? And then some exec, probably Neil himself, was like, <laughs> I got it, you guys. We make a movie. Huh? 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 And they're like, all right, Neil, whatever you want, man. Just let us keep our jobs. Yeah. I don't know if Neil is like that. He kind of gives me those vibes, but I'm not trying to slander the guy. That's fine. Uh, Papa. He wants to put me in Last of Us Part 3. Oh, yeah. Or in a Papa John's. Or in a Papa John's. Was it product placement? Was it just fun? No, it was product was placement. It... it was definitely product placement. There is no way there's a Papa John's in Barcelona. I'm looking well, at there definitely, I, There probably is. Papa John's International. but Is Papa John's an international brand? Yes. Here's the thing. <gasps> the weird thing about Papa John's being in this movie was Mark Wahlberg's walking down the street, and I'm not going to call him Sully because he's Mark Wahlberg in this movie. And there's a Papa John's in the background. It looks kind of weird. And Kelly and I are like, ha, Papa John's. We look at each other, we chuckle. And then he goes into the Papa John's and a very major scene happens for several minutes in the Papa John's. And that was when I was like, this is dumb. Do they really need the Papa to finance this movie? It was some really rough product placement. Uh. There is a Papa John's in Barcelona. Okay. There's actually three. <clears throat> well, there you go. And Mark Wahlberg was in one. That's crazy. I think this is one of my last game-related complaints is that the Uncharted theme song is enormously iconic, and that's one of the things that I really wish they had used. But this... This movie had its own theme song that wasn't from the game. It was like ba ba da ba ba da ba boop or something. It was it's kind of forgettable, but they used it the whole movie. And then there were two instances where they used the original 
theme song. One of them I thought was really stupid because it was for like a joke that I will not spoil because it it would be a big spoiler to say what that joke is. And then another one was for like a late character moment with Nathan. But I just thought that's that's one of my favorite video game theme songs. It's one of the most iconic theme songs in video games. Yeah. What? No, none of that. It was very brief. I didn't like it. Bad. Not good. And then Do better. the other thing was that I feel like there were characters. The characters just weren't used right in a lot of ways. Like, I feel like Chloe was in this movie and she was an all right character. But she was basically just sidelined at a certain point and stopped being important, which is super unexpected and kind of like a waste. And then Antonio Banderas character specifically, I thought was one of the only characters who I was like interested in watching. And it, he was enormously underutilized. His character really didn't get much proper time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> I don't really have a lot of positives to glean from this movie. Um, I'm kind of disappointed to hear that they're making more, but I'm not surprised. I think maybe... 10 minutes into this movie, you could see that they were really setting it up for the whole shebang. Um, but I don't know. I missed Elena. That's my girl, you know? But then I'm like, the, maybe the movie would have completely butchered her character. It was just... Who knows, you know? I mean, she'll probably be in the future movies. Also, the post credit scene was in the trailers. <laughs> which was so confusing to me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's the movie. We saw a movie. We paid way more mo money than I wish we did because movies are expensive to see on Friday nights. We got a good dinner before, so I guess that's... Well, I got an okay dinner before and Kelly got a disappointing cheese. And we got good popcorn and I snuck a drink in. And Kelly got not. Oh, how was your icy in the movie? It was great. Good. I got a Coca Cola icy. Nothing like it. A cold icy and a and a bag of popcorn with like two. Well, actually, didn't get extra butter. This I usually get extra butter, but you know I'm I'm trying to trying to eat a little bit healthier, so I didn't get extra butter, um, which was sad. But the popcorn was still good. In fact, I think I'll have some popcorn tonight. Good idea. Just to sort of relive that moment for me. And not watch Uncharted. No, I absolutely will not be watching that movie again. Um, I'm probably going to be playing the game that you and I both played this week. Yeah. Hey, Kelly, we're going to do something that we've never done before. This is exciting. Oh, my gosh. So this okay. is this podcast doesn't come out like as we record it. So when I say breaking news, you know, you're still hearing it a few hours after. But we have like news that came out as we're recording, which is a very rare, exciting thing. This is huge. Do you want to go ahead and uh, share the news, Kelly? Um, yeah, if I can uh, read it. You won't be able Hold to. The, the headline contains everything you need. Okay. <laughs> it's broken okay. by Bloomberg, which means no other outlets have reported on it yet, which means we can't actually read the news yet. <laughs> Activision 
Hold on, that's blurry. Because <laughs> Bloomberg has a giant pop-up on their page that says you literally can't read anything unless you give us your firstborn child. Um, okay, Activision is going to delay next year's planned Call of Duty games. That's this year, right? Or is it next year? Next year's planned Call of Duty games. I don't think there's any coming out this year. Oh, no, there is. this year's Modern Warfare 2. Okay, oh. so clearly this is breaking news because we're having trouble just deciphering it. It's, it's well, Bloomberg's certainly not making it easy. <laughs> no, I have just found a Twitter thread that hopefully gives the basic information that we need. Okay. Here I go. Oh, good old Jason. Uh, yeah, this is reported by Jason Schreier of Bloomberg. He's a he's a good a good guy. Didn't we know this that they were skipping a year? No. So we had just heard like right after the X at uh, the Xbox acquisition of Activision that they had three games lined up. The main game, mainline game this year, Modern Warfare 2, the mainline game of next year, which we didn't know what it was going to be, as well as a Warzone sequel next year. So now, presumably next year, we'll still get that Warzone 2, but that also might come this year. Who's to say? But still, this is enormous shakeup. Call of Duty has not missed a year in almost two decades. And this is something we've been talking a lot about. We've been saying that like this could be one of the shakeups that the industry kind of needs, that Activision definitely needs. And you know what? This is good. This is exciting news. And also it's kind of cool that it came out mere seconds ago as of recording. Breaking. Breaking. Busting news. Busting the news. And if you're listening to this on the night of release, because this will be releasing... A good few hours late because we had to record on a Tuesday. Um, this happened just a few hours ago. Anyway, Kelly, I cut you off. What did you play this week? <laughs> <laughs> um. So as many of you know, I'm a cyberpunk apologist. Apologist. I played cyberpunk December 10th, 2020. Um, right when it came out. I actually, this is crazy, you guys. This is so crazy. I was working at a food service place at that time. Um, and as many of us know, uh, 2020 was the year of COVID as the year after it and the year happening now. <laughs> <laughs> Every year is a year of COVID um, from now on. <laughs> but my store had to close down for like two weeks because somebody got sickies and we all had to quarantine. And it was December 12th we shut down. So I had two weeks straight of cyberpunk. Um, and let me just say, I really enjoyed myself. And that was on a base PS4 on release. So you can only imagine. <laughs> you can only imagine the trials and tribulations I've gone through. <laughs> just to enjoy the basic um, content. Just to enjoy the content of the game. So cyberpunk has kind of been through a lot since then. A lot of patches. Um, and... It was sort of leaked last week or maybe last weekend that there was going to be this huge patch drop and that they were going to just sort of like shadow drop the next gen upgrade um, as a patch rather than like a, uh, what's it called? A native version. Um, and they did just that. They released a huge patch, patch 1.5, which added a lot. 
um, along with the next gen version. So if you already have it, you can just download it. And then if you don't have the game, you can actually get a five hour free trial. Um, so you can play it for five hours for free, see how you like it. And then if you don't like it, you can get rid of it. Or if you do like it, you can keep it. Uh, obviously, I like the game. I'm on my third playthrough now. Um, I was playing it on my PC, but I did want to check out the next gen version. Um, I will say there is, um, you can switch, and this was something that Mass Effect Legendary Edition had as well, where there's a performance mode and then there's a, uh, like quality mode. Yeah. They call it um, ray tracing mode in this one because it has ray tracing. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I tried turning on the ray tracing mode. And I'm so used to, I've, I've been playing this game at 60 frames for a few months now, like since I got my PS5, which I guess was back in January of 2021. And it was so hard for me to play it at less because ray tracing mode does drop your frames quite a bit. Yeah. It just felt really slow. So I turned back on performance mode and I, I, um, I am enjoying it a lot more because I can play it at the frame rate that I want and it still looks so much better. I mean, I will say visually the game was quite nice to look at, but the it's like it's the the next gen version does a lot with like lighting and and well mostly it it does a lot with lighting and textures and I feel like that it really makes the game a lot nicer to look at, not that it wasn't nice before. Um a lot of the uh changes that were added in the patch were sort of quality of life things. You can finally change the appearance of your character after the beginning of the game, which is insane that a game <laughs> based called Cyberpunk, you can't do anything. Um, now you can, which is great. Um, they add some new apartments for players who don't like the original apartment or players who want to role play a little bit harder. Like, well, my character wouldn't live there, so she'll live here. Or, you know, what, whatever, what you say you. Um, they added... Some new, uh, like AI performance. Um, the citizen AI is a little bit different. The driver AI is very different. Um, there's just been a lot of like nice little quality of life changes, and there are still things that weren't necessarily in the patch notes, but just like little extra added features. I'm finding that uh, the sound is a lot different. They've really changed the sound design footsteps sound a lot more um, accurate to whatever your character is wearing on their feet. Like my V who's the main character was wearing heels and hearing her heels like on the pavement and then inside an apartment building versus hearing her wear boots inside of an apartment building and pavement. It was, it was a lot different. You, the fabric of the clothes you can hear a little bit more. Um, there's a certain, well, I don't know. I guess it's not really a spoiler. Keanu's character has sort of a sound cue and he pops up and they've changed the sound cue. So it's a lot, it's, it's a lot more noticeable and you can actually, I feel like it's a little bit more directional. So it's a little bit easier to see where he is because sometimes in the old versions of the games, he would just start talking and I'd be like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> and I would be like looking around and he'd be in like this, he'd be like up I think the game has a great sense of verticality, which is really nice, but sometimes it also like you don't think to look up. Yeah. Um but anyway, that's just like a little overview of what the patch did in the next gen version. I've been playing, I've really been enjoying, but you know me. I 
like I said, I was a cyberpunk apologist from day one. So this is just sort of affirming everything that I believe. I think it will be a really good game um, given more time. I think it's a good game now. And I think it's going to be better and better as they improve on it more. And I have uh, a lot more to say, but I'm going to keep it to myself because... I don't want to go on for too long and say all these nice, nice things. And I want to hear Andrew's <laughs> thoughts as well, because he's he's new to the game, unlike me. Well, yeah. So I'm not an apologist. I actually did get this game on launch and I had a PlayStation 5 playing the PlayStation 4 version and I didn't like it. I thought, you know, I didn't have a problem with like the story or the voice acting or anything like that. But like the shortcomings were just a little too much for me. There were visual glitches consistently enough that I was taken out of the story a lot, like very rarely. And I know everybody's experiences differ for sure, but very rarely did I get through a story cutscene without something going wrong visually. And it made it so I couldn't really enjoy what was going on. And now they have stabilized that enormously. I feel like a huge change for me is crowd density. Because again, when I first played it, there were like two people on the street and like half the time they were sunken into the pavement. And also there were no cars on the road. So even with patches, it's gotten better, but I haven't touched it because I said, as I've said on the show, I was going to wait for the PlayStation 5 version to come out. And now it's here. So I decided to hop in. I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think I was going to love it, but I have really fallen in way harder than I expected to. It came out early this week and I already got 10 hours in super enjoying it i agree with you about the the resolution or the performance mode i feel like normally in games performance mode means higher resolution or excuse me quality mode means higher resolution performance means higher frame rate but that's actually not the case here performance is frame rate and resolution so if you play in performance it is a higher resolution and a higher frame rate but you just lose the ray tracing but it's just shadows. So ray trace shadows definitely yes. look nicer, but I don't think it's worth it to lose a bunch of resolution and especially half the frame rate. So I recommend going in on the, the performance mode on this one because the ray tracing's just kind of not there. There's it's I couldn't notice, to be frank. Because it was like you have to really be looking at those shadows to notice. I took Kelly's advice on playing this game because I started and I was just kind of beelining the story because I was invested and curious how it was going to go. And then Kelly berated me in public. We were in a restaurant and I said, oh, yeah, I'm having fun. I'm playing through the story. And she's like, oh, what would you see? And I said, oh, I saw this. And she's like, you just said you've only played eight hours. I'm like, yeah. She's like, that's that's crazy. How? Play side stuff. And I was like, OK, fine. I'll try some side content. It's really good. The side content's really good. Fine. I, I admit it. Kelly wore me down. Uh, the one thing about this game that I'm not huge on is the combat. I don't think that the the gunplay is the most fun thing. doesn't feel quite as good as I'd hope. Although I will say, once I turned off the ray tracing and played at a higher frame rate, I found it way more responsive and satisfying. So I'm going to be playing this a lot over the next few weeks. It's kind of competing with other games for my time, which is a little frustrating because it is so dense, but I'm excited to play more. And I'm so glad I'm finally enjoying this game. And like, yes, it's a little 
it's too late to really be worth it, but at the same time, it's okay. That was Cyberpunk. <laughs> Kelly's cat stepped on the keyboard and added a lot of interesting notes to our podcast <laughs> sheet. Do you want to read them, Kelly? I don't think I can because it might sound like a slur. Just skipped. what? It's just the letter J-I over and over and over. Before that, though. No, don't read that part. Okay. It's four lines of J-I. So, thank you, cat. Thank you, cookie cat. So that was Cyberpunk, but it's not the only game I played this week. In fact, I played three other games, all very relevant releases. One was King of Fighters 15. This just came out last Thursday. I played the PlayStation 5 version. I have a few thoughts. I only played a few hours of this game. I thought the visuals were pretty okay. The character models were definitely iffy, but they were animated so nicely that when you're playing the game, it's harder to notice. It's only in intro cutscenes that you see kind of the the seams on these characters. But when it's the two-dimensional angle, much less noticeable. The backgrounds are pretty diverse. Some of them are very nice. Some have very PlayStation 2 NPC models in the background, but hey, they're doing their best. The gameplay, though, which is the most important part of any fighting game, is fast, it's responsive, it is extremely deep. There is so much to learn about this game. The learning curve is extremely large. So be prepared, if you're interested in this game, to dive in very deep or go online and get absolutely devoured by lots of people. This game wasn't really for me specifically. I wasn't clicking with it a ton, but I was able to appreciate it, and it was clearly a triumph for the series. And I think it'll become a lot more exciting in time as they add DLC characters. And I'm glad that the King of Fighters series is kind of reaffirmed now as a staple of the fighting game genre, especially with this 15th release, because the 14th game needed a lot of fixing after it came out, but this just came out and is already popular and enjoyable for so many fans. Uh, another game I tried that is not out is Nintendo Switch Sports. They had that online play test that we talked briefly about, so I hopped in on that. I only got to play tennis, bowling, and sword fighting. I forget what that's actually called. Chanbara, I think. Uh, I didn't like it. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I thought that the visuals were pretty nice, um, and I really like like the, the idea of this game. If this game had a campaign with all or even most of the sports from Wii Sports Resort, and it also had like an iconic central location, kind of like Woohoo Island from Wii Sports Resort, it would be really exciting. But as it stands, it's only four or six sports. Um, it feels kind of cheap, you know, it's like a cheap rehash. They didn't do a lot to upgrade the games. Like the sword fighting was my favorite part of Wii Sports Resort for sure, but they haven't really changed anything. And if you played that, you have played this. It just looks a little different and it's nothing visually inspired and there's no woohoo island, which makes me sad. So, oh, you know, it's funny in the Sims, every time you say woohoo in the Sims, um, <clears throat> woohoo is actually their word for 
um, what the Oculus Quest and PlayStation VR headsets did at the beginning of the headset episode? Yes. <laughs> yes. It took me a second to remember the joke. Yeah. Um, so every time you say Woohoo Island, I'm like, whew. <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy island. Maybe that's why they changed it. No, that's not why they changed it. They changed it because <laughs> it's less money to make it not on an island. Not yeah. not going to buy this one, though. I, I wasn't super excited by the direct presentation of it, but now that I've touched it, played it, I mean, I don't like saying that word, touched it when I'm referencing Woohoo, but... <laughs> it just wasn't exciting and I don't know also I was about to win a game of the bowling battle royale it was in the ninth frame and I was in first and then it disconnected oh, I was very disappointed bummer. biggest game pretty unarguably that I've played this week came out on Friday on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 I'm playing it on PlayStation 5 of course that is Horizon Forbidden West this is a the sequel to 2017's Zero Dawn, a game that I personally was not a fan of. I played through it all the way, and I really tried to make myself like it because I liked the idea of it. I liked the main character, and it's a main it's a PlayStation mainstay now. I wanted to be part of the community, but I couldn't click with it. I just didn't enjoy what I played. But this, I'm five hours in, so my opinions are not completely set in stone but already huge step up from that game. The world is even more beautiful, but much more importantly, it also feels way better to move through. I don't feel like there's this immense frustration anymore because the first game was absolutely gorgeous, but there were constant invisible walls, constantly things that look like that you could climb and you just would walk up and the game would not let you near them. You'd bounce off. And that created this enormous feeling of no control and this has fixed that not completely, but for the most part, I haven't felt that way yet. If there's something that looks like you should be able to climb it, there's a very high chance now that you are able to climb it. Um, I just got the glider, so I don't have a lot of opinions on the greater world navigation. But I finished everything in the opening portion of the open world. All of the side quests and little activities that were around. Um... And with the free climbing and stuff, I just was feeling way more invested in this world. Uh, this is a game that really surprised me with its different visual modes. We talked about how it's hard to play cyberpunk at 30 frames per second. And usually I'm on the side of no matter what the differences are, always go for the higher frame rate mode. Uh, in the opening couple hours, I was switching back pretty consistently between the 30 frames per second and the 60 frames per second mode and this is one of the very few times where i think the 30 frames per second mode justifies its lower frame rate the resolution is incredibly crisp and constant and visual effects are so much nicer on this higher fidelity mode the 60 fps mode is obviously very smooth but the resolution is a lot lower I can like see the adaptive resolution at work. And also there's a lot of effects specifically with like fog and with particles that kind of blur together, which makes sense for what the mode is. But at full 4K in the resolution mode, it is 
just stunning to look at, and it was so hard to ignore that. And it also seemed to fix another big problem that I had with the first game visually, and that is that cutscenes that involve two characters talking to each other now have diverse animations and camera angles. If you've played the first game, or seen the first game, most cutscenes that involve just Aloy talking to one other person is over-the-shoulder shots, the same two, looped, and Aloy has like three animations that she cycles through, and very rarely do the NPCs have much animation at all. And most side content become became unplayable to me because I was so bored by every cutscene. And it was just, it took so much life out of so many scenes of that game. Whereas now there is actually animation, there's actually beautiful visuals to be looking at at all points, even in the smaller stuff. There was a little chef I talked to for an errand. He was chef? a chef. Remy the rat? It was Remy the rat, but it was a very tall, bald man. Oh. It was his spirit, though. Okay. But, oh my goodness, he was so cute, and he was so high fidelity, and I'm like, this is just some dude. And he like moved around in a cool way, and I was like, all right, this is a good start. And of course, you know, I'm only five hours in. I just passed the threshold where the full open world is open to me, essentially, which was a little daunting because, oh, the opening segment was smart. It was kind of linear-esque. It kept you funneled in specific places, and it wasn't that large. And then I just, like, zoomed out when I got into the main part of the open world, and I'm like, my word, this is overwhelmingly large, <laughs> but in a good way. Um, Aloy does have a beard. <laughs> no, it is incredible, the fidelity. Like, Aloy has tiny hair follicles on her face that you can zoom in on on the photo mode and even during certain cutscenes and you could just like see hair follicles on her face and it's incredible and obviously there's a lot of negative discourse on the internet that we're not going to dive into because what do you even say about that if you think it's gross that a woman has hair on her face maybe you don't deserve to talk to women ever in your life because <laughs> that's ridiculous uh, but I'm very excited by this. this game is engaging me and that's something i was very nervous about because this game seems to be received in a similar fashion to the first game by like the public and by critics so i thought maybe i'd bounce off it the same way but nope right away i am far more invested i still wish to some extent that it was playstation 5 exclusive but even so there's some good scaling happening and i feel like it's a really good showcase of what the playstation 5 can do even if it is not exclusive to it Wow. I played a lot. This I'm glad week. you're feeling good about it. Yeah, I played too much this week. That's nuts. Yeah, you played a lot. And like not me. Actually, I played Stardew as well. So <gasps> I did play two games. Do you have anything new to say about Stardew? Um no. It's it's just it relaxes me, it soothes me. Um I I don't know. I just I love that game so much. I have nothing new to add <laughs> beyond what I've already said. Well, next week we'll be talking about a certain ring that is old. Uh, yeah, we will. Maybe not a whole lot because heavy game, not much time to play it before podcast episode. But we'll still yeah. be here talking about it. 
You're right. It's also going to be really annoying juggling Cyberpunk, Horizon, and Elden Ring. That's I know, three I'm, big games. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of bummed. I, I, it's just because I really love Cyberpunk and I really want to like keep playing it and get into it. But it's like, come on, man. I got to play Elden Ring. It's here so soon. I know two days, three days. Well, two days from release. No, this episode's on a t- Tuesday. What days? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah this episode's right, on Tuesday, right. so Tuesday. three days from launch. <laughs> Kelly got the hiccups. I keep thinking it's Monday, but it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. As Tom Holland would say. As our guest, who's not here anymore. He's He's gone. He left. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Idris Elba on next week. Oh. Let's talk about the new Knuckles television series. And, and EDM. Yeah, I care more about the EDM. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for listening to this long episode with lots of reviews and a lot of movie news. My word, <laughs> too much. Too much movie news. Um, yeah. Hopefully next week we'll have more video game news and definitely some Elden Ring impressions for you. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.